and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and this week we take the glitz-covered stage to sing about our alien son who is collaborating with a group of ex-military veterans to rob a South American drug lord. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. You say last feature, it was actually the last 12 features. It was, yeah. Uh, leading all the way up until Christmas. Yep. Uh, we put out 12 individual films. Yes, um, called, called it The, the 12, 12 Days, Days of Christmas, Christmas a, a Advent. Advent. A Christmas adventure. Sure, yes. Um, and obviously uh, there was, you know, five golden rings and seven lords are leaping. Yep, and a lot of The birds. swans are swimming, the partridges, so, the French so hens, yep. the pear trees, they're all in there. Yep. Uh, so... You know how a couple of weeks ago we did a film called, I think, Slash Cut? We did, yeah. Um, no, actually, sorry. It was our kids' animated special. We made a film about all the rejected toys. We did, yeah. Uh, and I said that I created that film under a shell company. Um, and once, you know, the complaints started pouring in about the toys actually being super dangerous, just closed shop. We got all the money. No one knew who we were. And you said, we're learning. We're learning to, like, avoid lawsuits, to avoid problems. We're clearly, like, maturing as movie producers um for this film we made every possible mistake you could ever make oh, no. in a film production uh did we uh get sued or did we get uh uh in trouble with the legal estates of richard atborough and alan rickman yes we did and alfred hitchcock and alfred hitchcock as well uh did we go to a location and then proceed to damage the local fauna and flora yes we did did we uh build huge sets that didn't work and um cost millions and millions of dollars yes we did did we also augment the film with hundreds of millions of dollars of really bad cgi yes we did did oh. we go over budget yes we did how are we being currently sued yes we are it feels a bit like a like don quixote kind of it does disaster it does critically though outstanding our highest rated film of all time. Oh, really? The best film we, oh, best 12 films we've ever released. Every single film that we released, box office smash. Rotten Tomatoes has in, had to introduce a new form of green tomato to uh, signify how good our film is. It's the kind of, it's the kind of green tomato that they take to one of those like labs in Sweden and they put away in the vaults so yep. that they're like ready to this uh, is the repopulate perfect, the earth. The perfect yeah, example of a it tomato. Is, unbelievable the success we've had on this film uh so the all the issues we had in production all the issues we've had with various uh estates of deceased people water under the bridge right, and i do mean to- like a, a, a steady trickle of like nothing underneath the biggest bridge in the world because right. that's what that's the kind of money we're, we're making marvel and disney wish they had this success that you we've know, had on this really film. nice when you can solve all your problems i tell by you backing up a track full, of, track full of cash to the people <laughs> that have is, complained there is so much cash Hello, coming Hollywood. in coming in by they're coming in now like i i i've had to just move away from them and let someone else sort of handle the dump truck of money being tipped into our vault this, right now that mean that this week's film can be so ridiculously gratuitously ambitious yeah absolutely as to somehow it doesn't matter we could make twenty thousand ludicrously ambitious films and they wouldn't even i like it it wouldn't even make a dent in our vault uh so yeah i guess <laughs> santa brought us coal this year apparently but we turned them into diamonds i like it so on to this week in trailers and first trailer for you today is vox lux directed by brady corbett and starring natalie portman jude law and stacy martin tonight 
We're gonna bring it back to where it all began. Gonna travel back in time, back in time. Please join me in welcoming Celeste Montgomery from Stephanie Dwyer's eighth grade class. Judging from this film, it sort of looks like uh, Natalie Portman's in a kind of Lady Lady Gaga esque role here. Yeah. She's in a lot of like really extravagant costumes, and it's a bit of a uh, an origin tale, I guess, of her um, uh, not Lady Gaga's or Natalie Portman's, but this character sort it's of rise character. to fame. I assume yeah. the fake character's name is Vox Lux. Probably uh, sure makes makes a lot of sense. We see this is we watched the the first trailer for this. Uh, a couple of months ago and didn't talk about it. Uh, this one, this trailer number two delves a little bit more into her, like you say, her origin stories as yeah. a, a young girl. Um, then obviously you imagine she has an incredibly successful pop career. Yep. There seems to be like a later career decline. For some reason, she's undergoing MRIs, which yep. also popped up in another trailer this week. I don't know what the <laughs> idea behind MRIs is, but it's becoming a trend in films apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks to have original music as well. I'm not sure who's contributing that um uh, but again trying to copy the star is born which actually has lady gaga over yeah they want yeah. to go for that top 10 single yeah but again it's it's another one of those films with natalie portman in weird makeup yeah so we can add like black swan to that list and i guess the phantom menace as well oh yeah she did have quite a lot of really, weird really makeup bizarre in makeup in that one uh and yeah it looks gr- not gritty but like dramatic and stylish and epic and epic and not fun flamboyant yeah it is just not for me no not like in the same way that lady gaga's um meat dress and sequin the <laughs> uh, weird alternate personas are just like not not for me not in quite, any no. way at all this no. this film is like hey, you know all that stuff that's not for you this is also <laughs> one of those things um hey you never uh, but look this is the thing it's not about what we want it's what the people want and that's the whole point of this studio we just make films based on true. what sometimes people are i looking forget for. and i just go hey what's a film that isaac would like <laughs> and then i realize that my tastes are so weird and obscure yeah. that I'm just not going to be profitable yeah, exactly. if we do the you know the final flight of Sir Arthur Coggins <laughs> every week. I'm so into that idea. <laughs> All right, on to trailer number two, which is Bright Burn, directed by David Yurovsky, uh and starring Elizabeth Banks, David Denham, and Jackson A. Dunn. Someone listened. Brandon? 
So this is written by James Gunn, who did uh, yep. Guardians of the Galaxy and yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. The entire, well, I mean, I say the entire way through, three quarters of the way through this film, I was just screaming at it like, "This is just Superman." It's just Superman. You yeah. see, like the the you know small Kansas. Uh, uh, parents who yep. are, I mean not they're not even parents they're a married couple who can't have kids and they wish for nothing but a kid you see the asteroid come fall to earth which actually has a baby in it wrapped in a red cloth you discover that that kid is developing superpowers um uh and uh you know is is stronger and faster and can fly and I'm like why why is this like is this is this them trying to make Superman but not having the rights to yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, and also copying it because James Gunn has now moved over to the DC universe and is directing the next uh, Suicide Squad, I believe it sort of lent itself to that as well. Thinking, oh, here's DC's next disaster. Uh, but then it takes a, a rather interesting turn, turn, straight into horror. Yeah. Uh, so like this kid is sort of scrawling down uh, symbols that sort of like if you squint kind of look like a Superman yeah. kind of diamond uh, but a little bit more misshapen it's, it's a, a back to front B with a regular way B next to it so <laughs> I guess that because the film's called Bright Burn you're yes. like hey it's two B's I get yep. it uh, and uh, and then just freaky stuff starts happening it's sort of it is what if the little kid that the little alien kid didn't fit in with the humans. Yes. What if he was a little psychopath? Yeah, exactly. And used his superpowers to For to evil. murder people. There's a really nice shot where you just kind of see his feet hovering off the ground like he's flying. Yep. You see the little flap of the the red cape yep. in the background. You're like, oh, this is so Superman. And then it kind of like cuts to his costume design. Yeah. And instead of being a cape, it's a hooded mask. Yeah. With like Frankenstein <laughs> style, Frankenstein style stitching across his mouth. Yeah. And this real horror kind of yeah, scarecrow yeah. look to it. Yeah. It's- and then. And it's just like this is disturbing yeah. and in a way where I was so pissed off for most of the trailer that they were just ripping off Superman yep. it's actually no this is a retelling of a story from a different yeah. perspective which I'm kind of into the end shot is like suitably freaky it's sort of like in a cafe, in a cafe or a, a, a diner somewhere yeah. and there's this like scared person at the end of it and you see towards like the end of the hall you can see uh, Brightburn the character the kid in his costumes just sort of in the distance and then he suddenly like flashes zooms quickly to camera and basically I think just kills the other person you just hear the sound effect but like it's the classic like Superman zips across the room uh, move just with a real horrible like incredibly scary twist to it yeah uh so well done gun well done james gun also mark gun who's producing this and brian gun who's uh, also producing really? this it's and a- jackson a dunn who's starring in it so i don't know what <laughs> happened there but all the gun boys the- again. <laughs> quite possibly yes uh go see that i don't know whenever you want all right, onto the final trailer for this week's episode, which is Triple Frontier, directed by J.C. Chandler uh, and starring Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, and Charlie Hunnam. First things first. Any man here that wants to walk away can do so knowing they're the best of us. This got to be now. There is no ground support. The injuries we sustain, we're walking out with. Make no mistake about it. You guys need to own the fact that we do not have the flag on our shoulders. You cannot go back to your normal life after tonight. 
So Netflix is at it again. At it again, yeah. They've got, they've got some money. They don't they don't have our uh, twelve do. days of Christmas money, but they've got <laughs> some money. They've got um, some, yeah. This is this is a big budget film with some big budget stars. Yeah. It's not the you know the graveyard of dead directors. <laughs> this is um it actually looks pretty good as well. So the, the basic story mm. here is that um three ex special forces kind of guys who have spent their entire lives fighting and protecting uh, for their country. Yes. Um turn around and go uh, why why do we have no money? Why our, our country's treated us pretty badly, but we have this incredible set of skills. We're very much like Liam Neeson in that respect. Yes. Only instead of protecting our family, we're going to go steal a whole bunch of money from a drug lord yeah. in uh, South yeah. America. And like, well, we can't wear the flag on our shoulder. We're not fighting for our country, but anyone else who you know had a career like ours, I think it's a line from the film, would have yes. had, had it yeah. made. Yes, you, you've taken five bullets for this country and you can't afford to send your daughter to middle exactly. school or something. Yeah. So let's go steal a whole bunch of cash from, um, from a South American drug lord, yeah. Uh, sounds like the kind of stuff that wholesome, fun comedies are made out of, but no, this no. is this is like intense, gritty, uh, uh, almost dour in tone uh, in terms of... Like, it, it thinks Sicario, uh, but like... Less, just, just, less ambiguous. Just think Sicario. <laughs> just think Sicario, yeah. That's what it looks like. I don't know how many films have been set where it's like, hey, cocaine and big piles of cash and some guns <laughs> and some explosions and some helicopters. Yeah. And big sweeping shots of jungles. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and some well-known people in it. This has also got, um, what's his name? Pablo Pascal, is it? Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro. Uh, he was uh, in Game of Thrones. It's yep. got... Um, uh, Charlie Hunnan, yep, who's uh, Sons of Anarchy, Pacific Rim, as um, well. Oscar Isaac, fresh out of Star Wars and <laughs> other places. Ben Affleck. I was actually surprised Ben Affleck didn't direct this. This kind of feels a bit Argo-ish. Yeah, could, um, could be a bit. I really thought he Affleck-ish. Get, yeah. <laughs> it's got a strange affliction. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So good job Netflix. That'll be on. I don't know. Probably next week or something. Whenever probably. they decide to release these things. All right, those are the three trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. You'll notice I've uh, changed the hue of green in here, and it's mostly just because I've peppered it with $100 bills. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought I actually thought that was more of a... a yeah. A greenback yep. style green hue. I like it. Exactly. I just feel I've got so much to spare now. Uh, might as well just pepper the walls with it. Lampshades just made out of. Do they make a bigger bill than a hundred dollar bill? They, they do now. Thousand dollar bills they, that we can just make lampshades out of. They do now. Wallpaper. Uh, yeah. Don't even don't even need to pay for it anymore. <laughs> Uh, all right, before we go on with this, let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. We have a pop music epic. Yes, we correct. have a. Uh, superhero horror mashup. Yep. And we have a uh, action jungle heist. Great. All right. Now, I believe whenever it last was, I chose the uh, yeah. film. It's been a while. We've done a, a while. done a couple of specials. We've done yep. a couple of retrospectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally get to choose. You do. Choose well. I have to go with Brightburn. Okay. I know we did a horror matchup like three episodes ago. <laughs> we did, yes. But this is like a superhero horror thing. It is, and I yeah. I really like it. All and right. I definitely don't want to do a Lady Gaga life story <laughs> film. All right, fine. Uh, so if we are going to do this mashup, what do you want to take from it? So we can either mash 
horror up with something else no or we I can mash superhero up i think with something we do else. superhero with something okay. else it doesn't necessarily have to be horror yep but it has to be so close to another intellectual <laughs> property as to annoy people who are watching the trailer <laughs> and then and then have that twist at the end where it's like hey no actually it's this thing. okay cool so i mean the superhero genre has been mashed up with a lot of things over the years so we've definitely done uh, comedy we've done uh, film noir, film noir, I, I guess think, in yeah. in sin. Well, not really sin city, but uh, I suppose so. I was I was thinking it's the one with the blue guy. Yeah, exactly. Watchmen, Watchmen has yep. Rorschach is very sort of. Uh, I was even thinking not Spawn, Darkman. Yep. with Liam Neeson's a very sure. sort of film noir superhero-y kind of thing. Yep. So what what can we? I mean, we haven't done. We I don't think I've seen superhero period. Uh, period romantic film i I'm definitely uh, see there's um my super ex-girlfriend is yes. a superhero rom-com and bewitched let's face it the bewitched movie oh you know that's magic less than more than same superheroes thing. same thing What's what, what is it yeah what is a good genre that we could mix in uh what about i mean i like the idea of uh i mean you see post-apocalyptic has been done as well can we mix it in with taking a little bit from um triple frontier yes is there a superhero heist a film? heist film oh we love heist films we as do well. love heist films yeah so superhero superman meets oceans 11 i like it yeah all right in fact it's like yeah what if the avengers exactly dedicated their life to just petty crime not what? even like it can't be it can't be like because then we're just looking at crooks it'll be like a suicide squad what, what if it was like a um a point where there was an avengers style team yep and they went up against the big bad guy Yep. and the big bad guy won, and because okay. the, the and, and overtook uh, overtook Earth. Yep, and it's now reigned by some sort of like evil overlord. Yeah, um, but his one kryptonite, his one thing that can hurt him. Yep, is in a vault. Oh, okay. And then, and then you have the the team has to sort of uh, assemble together. Yep. to to break into the vaults yep. to get the one thing that can defeat. Right. This this evil overlord. I like this. I also think this is where Marvel's going with the Avengers Four or whatever it is. Uh, can I add an extra little plot twist as well? Jazz flute. Lots uh, of jazz flute. A lot of jazz flute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's say so the bad guy has one wiped out. Unlike the Avengers, all the current superheroes. Right. So the only ones they've got left. The only ones they've got left are like the retired. Yeah. superheroes oh we're, go- we're going the, we're doing uh, the, the geriatric the michael kane yeah. coming out of oh this yeah. is fun yeah. i thought you were going to say they're like the the young nobodies who no no like, no no one cares really, about that no, no it's because the like, retired superheroes yeah, exactly because like the great thing about those guys as well is that you can kill off a bunch of them and no one's really going to matter it's because true. like they won't be back for the next film um <sighs> because like if you do young and upcoming of course they're going to get a sequel they're going to get a standalone film an origin story no one needs to see that i know robert redford said he retired and i know michael <laughs> kane said he retired <laughs> But they are uh, both definitely can in we this bring film. Judy Dench as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we I can't, know that we she's can't also just, said she's retired. We can't just mine from the best exotic <laughs> Marigold Hotel. But <laughs> Bill Nye as well. We bring Bill him. Bill Nye. Yeah. This is this is good. I'm liking yeah. it already. Uh, okay, great. So, um, I mean, we've had Robert Redford. Well, not only did he come back to act, he came back to direct one he of our did. films and nearly That's bankrupted fine. the studio. But I think we can afford him now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's figure out uh, what's going to happen in this film because I think like we need we need stakes we need uh, we also need them to have powers like they need to have specific powers a specific set of skills rather yeah that they either and I also love the idea that like so you know how a lot of like uh, superheroes that aren't like Batman or Iron Man who have actual powers um, it's effectively an extension of their body right so yeah. something in their bodies allowing them to do this I would assume that 
with age, those powers tend to dull a little a bit. Little or bit. like they, they come down in, in like what they can do or uh, they you know, become like, a little bit weaker. It's like the Spider-Man shooting his webs out. It doesn't go quite as far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got web shooting dysfunction. That's right, yeah. You can't swing quite as nicely yeah. as you could. What I actually really like with this one as well, I would like to, there to be like a, a Superman-style character who hasn't aged. He's the same age as everyone else. Yep. But when you've got your um, uh, Michael Caines <laughs> yep, and yep, yep. Robert Redfords and Samuel L. Jacksons and yep. Judy Dances, <laughs> you then have this like 20-year-old kid. Yeah. Maybe we get like the voice of a well-known older person yeah. to do his voice. Like, yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. voice is aged. His voice is but aged, you know, but like he, his body hasn't. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's just his power. Yeah, like it's it's just like the power of infinite youth. Exactly, and I mean, that's it, it. it. It's sort of like maybe it's the healing thing. The, the, yeah. the Wolverine healing thing. His yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. Main, that's a good one. Yeah, maintains perfect physical condition. Yes, but, but, but his he is, voice he doesn't. Is just as old as everyone else. <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine like this 20-year-old kid saying stuff like back in my day? <laughs> yeah. Um okay, that's great. So what other powers? Okay, so we've got like let's let's narrow it down to about we don't want to do a full 11. I can't track that many superheroes, no. but like maybe four, a tight four, four. Four or five, yeah, I think yep. we can do that. All right, cool. So we've got our 20-year-old uh fountain of youth superhero yeah. who who just has the power of like I guess healing. Healing. Uh, just but just themselves no one else yeah exactly so it's, it's just a regeneration thing yes but their voice still ages somehow yeah we ha- i mean classically one of them has to have insect type powers yep. right yeah uh, is there a specific <laughs> classically i mean you, the wasp man and ant boy and spider person <laughs> they're all uh, a yeah, good point actually. they're all they're all we'll, insects. we'll choose a bug that has less prestige as the well tick thing, I, the ca- tick. I, I can't even come up with one i, I can't even come up with one that hasn't uh, already been done before the locust Oh, grasshopper! The, the like caterpillar pupae. Oh, the moth mothman. Mo- no, the that's mothman an, the mothman is another. Yeah, no. Um, I I like. Uh, I mean, the caterpillar sounds good. Centipede. The centipede just has extra appendages. Just but like, like has, centipedes, just like way too many. Where it just becomes completely <laughs> just, impractical. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I like. What's that a idea. good insect that has like awesome like? Um, Most insects do. Yeah. What, what are you looking for in particular? Lots of stuff. Like good snap. Oh, just a, like a heap of stuff. Like, uh, like at least Spider-Man, I suppose the only thing he does is like webs. Yeah. Like really. And the rest of it's just There's main, main up sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still like the idea of centipede, honestly. Because like. But, but what can the centipede do? Just has like 20 arms on it, like but on each that, side. Like who? who is that? Is it Michael Caine with 20 <laughs> arms on each side? That's just weird. Yeah. But like, isn't that what you want? <laughs> Because I, I like the idea that some I of would his arms... prefer I would prefer Michael Caine to be Grasshopper All right. and like just have awesome jumping powers. Awesome jump, yeah. Okay, great. So, but not as awesome as it used to be. Like, no, it used to be able to like leap twenty story buildings. Now, consider do two stories if you if he's yeah. lucky on a good day. Um, Is there anything else that grasshoppers do well? They that... rub their back legs together a lot to make noise. Yeah, that's Is true. That like a sonic attack that he might have. Yeah, possibly. Uh, just <laughs> lies down on the ground and rubs his legs together, creates this like audio shockwave or something yeah, that, that might work. help. And again, just not quite as good as it used to no. be. Uh, the the frequency is not quite like no. there anymore and now it only affects dogs as opposed to humans as well. Um, uh, what's Judy Dench's power then? Judy Dench, uh, well hang on, let's let's go back. So um we've got I like the one note superpowers, right? Like not not like Superman who has like this huge yeah. collection of them. He has but, like, everything. The ones that just have one 
Uh, like teleportation or invisibility. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm getting like a very telekinesis as well. sort of vibe. She, yep. she has all of that. She actually has those those things. <laughs> invisibility, I don't think she has teleportation, but I think she has some sort of telekinesis. Telekines- telekinesis would be good because, I again, I like that as a result of her age, this stuff that she can lift, not quite, she can't lift quite as much as she used to be yeah. able to. So I like, thought, actually thinking telepathy as well. Maybe she's got, oh, a, yeah? she's got all of the tellies. Yep. <laughs> She's got television. She can see from a long way off. Yep. She's got telescope. Yep. Which means you can also see from a long way off. She's got the telegraph. Yeah. Which she, she can she send can messages send over long distances. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like, okay. That's. Re- I. I also like the idea that like she got these powers back in the day where technology didn't exist. So like the idea, like <laughs> the ability to send messages across a long distance was, was like, really, a really big really deal. Useful. She was originally the the original SMS. <laughs> it's like we're getting a message in from. Um... <laughs> yeah, she could like. <laughs> through the power of like thought she could communicate with one person across the other side of the globe yeah. and that was a really big deal back in like I don't know 1930 or something yeah. pre-war um, but nowadays it's just like oh really you've got this thing that we, we've got like group FaceTime we can talk to like 20 people <laughs> across the world at any given time but like sure All one right. person's fine um, <laughs> so actually, not even video vision either, just voice just like I- this <laughs> <laughs> echoey distant voice depending on how far yeah. away they are hello yeah. hello <laughs> um, so what I think we'll do is we'll get the the, the young kid who can yep. heal or yep. the uh, young adult is, is voiced by Samuel L. Jackson yep but not played by Samuel L. Jackson alright cool um and then we've got the grasshopper is Michael Caine the yep. invisible woman slash telepathy yep um and then I think we have Robert Redford as your Captain America type right yep your he's just like classic just to be strong. classic, chiseled, strong, strong dude. Yeah. yeah, he's the kind of yeah. If you went to like one of those old timey circuses, he's the guy in the like singlet and tight pants, yeah. lifting the round barbell weights across like over his head. Then they weigh like a ton each or something. He would have maybe had some sort of scientific experiment on him. Or yeah, some, some, yeah, at some point. absolutely. Some kind of serum. Does he? Does he like Captain America? Have a trademark weapon or shield? Or- uh no, because I mean I don't like how. In the Marvel films, that shield is just no, like it, it is essentially it, it is incredibly consistent. It is a magic shield. So that's magic, fine. Yeah. But I still think he needs to have a, a an iconic item. Yep. Maybe like a helmet of some description. Yeah. Is that something he can have, or, or like a sword, or a boomerang, <laughs> or uh, so the thing what is, is like, some obscure. I, we weaponry? need something more obscure because there are a lot of superheroes with these particular weapons. And you said boomerang. There is a like boomerang man somewhere. It's true in the he, DC universe. He was in Suicide Squad. He was. Yeah. Even even Xena Warrior Princess. Has has that sort of that like circular disc, disc that she thing. throws, yeah. which is essentially a cross between the, the shield, and yep. the, uh, Captain America's shield and yep. the boomerang. Yep. I think we need to go back. We need to go back to like the 1930s again and think about like what would the type of tools <laughs> they were using. Just came up with a pogo stick from our <laughs> kid's uh, animated film special. Uh, that would be funny if he was on a pogo if stick. He was on a pogo stick? No, we can't do that though. No. Um, I'm thinking like what about, uh, what about like a coal shovel or something? I think you're also thinking of Mystery Men, which I has am the, thinking. The yeah, shoveler. I was thinking of Mystery Men. Um, all right, so we can't do that. We just need look. We just need. I, I, I like what you're thinking, though. Maybe, maybe it's you know, like on Unbreakable, right? Where yep. um, uh, I'm going to do spoil alerts here. Samuel L. Jackson, who's in our film, apparently uh, organizes <laughs> a series of um, uh, catastrophic uh, events. I'm going to try that word again. Catastrophic <laughs> events. Yep. Um, I like catastrophic because uh, <laughs> that sounds very tropical. It does. Um, uh, events uh, that uh, like he collapses a building, he derails a train, and it turns yep. out Bruce Willis is the only person who has survived those because he is unbreakable. He has superpowers. Yep. I quite like the idea that maybe um, Robert Redford's character 
survived on the Titanic, and he oh, and, yeah. and, and maybe he was like a coal traveler down yeah, in yeah. there. And so he's been, you know, he's been working on the railroads. He's yep. like got that 1920s sort of style, yeah. um, a laborer kind of feel to yeah, it. Maybe yeah, he yeah. was one of the guys who was a construction guy on the yep. um, Empire State Building. Yep. So maybe he's got like a big yeah. sledgehammer. You like know how he, like, yeah, sledgehammer is driving great. in rail yep. spikes in, as in, in like as the, um, and yeah, so he, yeah. He, maybe that's his thing. He's like the. Yeah, I like that. And it's a little bit like Wolverine as well. One of those crappier standalone Wolverine films has like him going through various wars and, and di- different jobs and maybe this is like I like the idea that like his his origin story is like for some reason the mix of like iceberg water and coal washed over him and gave him superpowers. I don't think it gave him the superpowers. No? I just okay. think I just think he was there. I think he was like he was so strong he was using his sledgehammer to like crack through the mountains to dig tunnels to build America. He was okay, you know, yeah. like so he's he's kind of always been that hands-on yep. laborer uh, the the building the, the 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 foundation of transport in, within America is like where he's sort of coming from. I don't think he's old enough for that. No, no, but this is the thing: these these superheroes like uh, because they have superpowers, they all age at different rates. Right. Okay. So there's a, there's a point there in the 1920s where he's kind of like a rugged kind of 40 ish someone person, but he's yep. probably at that stage like 80 years old. Yep. And just like even um, the Samuel L. Jackson's Never Aging Man. Yep. We could maybe even go back and say, hey, this guy is actually two or three thousand years old. Yep. And he's, you know. Okay. Yep. Sure. Um, and he's played by Donald Glover as well. I, I really wanted to say Donald Glover earlier <laughs> as the guy who was playing him. And yep. I'm like, can we do Donald Glover voiced by Samuel L. Jackson? I and think the we answer can. is absolutely. Donald Glover voiced what's his name in Star Wars as well. Uh, Lando Calrissian played he did. Billy D. Williams and did like a pretty spot he, on He not only voiced him, he did actually play he, he him he on played screen. He played him as well. So I like I like this idea that maybe he's like a like an Egyptian prince or something like that. He's yep. like literally like three or four thousand years old. Oh yeah, old. that's great. Yeah, and like he'd be if there'll be some weird shot somewhere where like we sort of show partial origin, there'll be like a hieroglyphic somewhere showing what looks like a kind of picture of him. Uh, but everyone's just like, no, it can't be him. It just must be a yeah. funny coincidence. And no, it actually is him. That's um, cool. What I want here as well, Yep. and what we haven't done, is to figure out who our villain is. Yes. He has to have some sort of power that is sort of, I'm not sure if it's world dominating or if he's just dominating a specific city. Yep. That could be a possibility where, like, it's always it's New York, more isolated, right? yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's, like, cordoned off his own, like, you know, the United States of, like... Yep whatever crypto man or whatever like whatever you want to call him it doesn't really matter yeah um he's cordoned off a big section of a pre-existing country are we yep. gonna are we gonna set it in well we should set it in like one state of america and that's the state so we are going with america that's what i, I mean essentially so. was my question look, i mean look, like it's always new york or, yeah. or chicago yeah but let's put it Angeles. somewhere else instead uh, or we could have gone with london london would have been an interesting one bad. But I think um, like it's no, it's just, superheroes is very iconically. Um, they're always in those kind of cities. Like I, I, I think we need to take it more backwater. If we're doing something that's a bit more left of center, do we need to take it to a place that's a bit more like a bit different? But I mean, the issue is like where, what sort of place would they say? Why don't we put it in Toronto? Actually, <laughs> in, in, in a way where Toronto is kind of like apparently uh, New York if it was run efficiently. Yep. Um, and so we do, we do Toronto's like this, this, 
you know, supervillain comes along. It's like, I'm going to take over New York. And he just looks at how dingy it is and how dirty it is and how the public transport system doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, I, 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 I like this, this, but I want it cleaner. Yeah. And then he sees Toronto and he's yeah. like, we're taking over Toronto. Yeah. Why would you take over a city where there's so many logistical issues that you didn't have to solve? Like, exactly. This is what I never understood about world domination. Why? Like, what are you going to do with so it? Like, much you paperwork. have to manage so many things. It's like playing those, like, civilization games. Yeah. It's like, I don't care if just you like- need more food. <laughs> I just want to go and invade my neighbors. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with all those countries after you've got them? Just, like, yeah. put them on a shelf somewhere and say, here we go. This is all the countries I have. Meanwhile, everyone is complaining about the job that you're doing. At least when, like, I think when Rome conquered a bunch of places, they built roads and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> what have the Romans ever given us <laughs> besides the aqueducts and language and education? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's so, a super villain. What are you going to do? Exactly. All right, so he, ta- he, he takes over Toronto because it's like, oh, this is New York, but like efficient and nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's what's his power? What, do, um, what can he do? I We need something that would take out all the young, like current superheroes of the world as well. Uh, and like, it's annoying that Thanos just did that whole yeah. snappy fingers and half the world disappears thing. But, uh, I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, ultimately the opening trailer needs to look so much like another film. That's true. Yeah. And it is, it is just, Hey, you know, yeah. So, why not? Show, show, okay. So that, I think our, our su- cause it doesn't matter what the supervillain looks like. The film is not about the supervillain in the same way that Ocean's Eleven is not about Andy Garcia's character. It's true. Uh, so if our supervillain kind of just looks like Thanos, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll, a, I'm we'll, actually, to be fair, I have this entire time pictured him as a purple thing. <laughs> so, like, fair enough. And I think I, I, I've got an idea of uh, him shooting purple lasers out of his eyes that yep. disintegrate people. Yep. Why not? Maybe we do it a bit Superman-ish as well, yep. where he's like, he can fly and he can shoot lasers and yep. he's super strong. Great. And it's just like, how the hell do we defeat this guy? Yep. We need purple... Uh, crypt, uh, what are they? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Yeah. What is it? Purple Knight or whatever. <laughs> Move Movenite or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. For the look of him, you know how everyone said that Thanos just looks like one of those American pickers or one of those people that go around on those TV shows. Oh yeah, like, ice truck driver. Like yeah, we'll just we'll just find another American TV show and just take the lead character from that and kind of just model. That's true. He's got a lead character on him. A big Ron Perlman-y kind of jaw to it. Yeah. In fact, let's we, just get Ron Perlman. we get Ron Perlman in. Yeah. That's fine. Because I think they've, I think there's a hell, another Hellboy film coming out and they've scrapped Ron Perlman. They got rid of him. Yeah. Because it's a different director and different everything now. So, yeah. and like that was his iconic role and clearly he's not adverse to putting on a whole bunch of prosthetics. That's true. So we won't go down the Marvel route and do the CG motion no. capture hybrid no it's just we Ron could, Perlman I mean, with the money that we've got we could probably build a fake <laughs> Toronto just like right next to the real Toronto I think ironically like a lot of films do shoot in Toronto when they can't get like a big oh, city it, and they just like it's use it. uh it's crazy the amount of American TV yeah. shows that are film up in yeah. Canada because it's, it's it's like filming in the US but on a budget exactly yeah and it just looks like the US but like cheaper as so, so do we build a real Toronto in America because it's, <laughs> it's like it's set in Toronto but it's with the added expense of having it shot in America <laughs> we'll do it in New York as Toronto because <laughs> I think we can afford now to yeah, like absolutely to like we don't have to buy out blocks, but we can definitely yeah. shut them down for a few weeks sure. while we uh, trans. Like, how are we going to transplant? Oh, it's going to cost so much money. But you know, like- what else are we going to do with that? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we haven't really discussed the heist so much. No, we haven't. We so, should probably get to that. Uh, yeah. So uh, this our our villain, our foe, Thanos. Yeah. Uh, has uh, his mo Movenite. Yeah, uh, in well, Kryptonite's kind of like uh, one of the the rare earth gases yeah. or whatever. 
Maybe like Argonite. Argonite. I like because Argon and Krypton yep. and Xenon. Sure. Xenonite. Yep. That's actually might be a bit too on the nose about xenophobia. Yeah. A uh, bit. What are the other? Freonite? I like Argonite. Argonite sounds good. Good. Uh, so uh, he's got a the only known store of it. Is it one of those like really crazy unstable elements? That yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, like almost like, oh, it has to be contained in a vial that is on either side by superconductor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever some, those something things stupid are. like that. And so when they're trying to steal it, they have to have some sort of custom case where, yep. oh, if they drop it, you know, the only known store of it is yes. going to, whatever. Now, are we, we're going to go like full Ocean's Eleven oh, absolutely. Kind of like in the heist, right? So it's not going to be, there's no action. There's no like punching out a whole bunch of guards. It kind of has to be some... Yeah, but, like, like, in Ocean's Eleven, they uh, they only took out two guards, and that was when they get to the, like, outside the elevator and that's it but maybe maybe the the big fight sequence is a distraction that's yep. that's their distraction ah and, great and, idea um, yeah argon the or whatever you know the the um argonaut we call him argonaut argonaut and, and, and argonaut <laughs> we'll jason yeah uh he he's um he's just like he that's what he expects he yeah. expects these big high budget cg everywhere fight scenes as being <laughs> the um the the last part of the film yeah and that's the twist yeah. the twist is that's just the distraction yes to distract away from the the vault heist that's going on so i have to ask then who's gonna fight him like if all the other superheroes are dead the old geriatric superheroes are doing the heist who are going to be the ones doing the like uh distraction fight with him. Oh, I think maybe that's um, uh, Judy Dench. Is one of her powers is the t- telepathy she can make him see, uh, okay. see like, things. See that things. Aren't there. Yeah. So she sort of like, well, oh, that's right. So this is where we get our big CGI budget in. Yeah. Because like, Ocean's Eleven had like I think one shot that had CGI in it. Uh, our film will have quite a bit more. But like, she conjures up the uh, like in his mind the images of all the Slade current modern superheroes. So yeah our big bad thinks that they've all come back to fight him. Yeah. Uh, and I think through the power of telekinesis and telepathy and all that, uh, you can, he can actually fight them. Yeah. Like he yeah, feels absolutely. like he's actually like fighting them, but really it's just Judy Dench in a corner, like furrying her brow as she's exactly. like, concentrating to hold this image afloat. Uh, and that way we can also cast a whole bunch of young actors to exactly. play our version of the Avengers slash our version of justice league. Uh, so yeah, we'll get whoever's new and upcoming and, uh, whoever hasn't got a contract with Disney or DC at the moment, um, <laughs> which is pretty much, no pretty one. much no one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe we could just buy them back. We might just have to buy them out of their contracts. It's true. Or we, we could do that. I was just thinking like, we're not what we, what we normally do is just like browse through uh, unknown actors. And so it's like, Hey, you look enough like Chris Evans and you look enough like Chris Hemsworth and you look enough like Scarlett Plus Johansson. Plus we can like lookalikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're not, re- they're not going to have lines of dialogue. No. And provided their characters are like, you know, the, the dark gray widow and <laughs> uh, then, um, you know, we, we avoid copyright that yes. way. And then it's like, what's that Scarlett Johansson? It's like, or did we just spend a lot of time looking for someone who looked yes. enough like her that you couldn't tell? This is corporal United States. Exactly. This is aluminium. Yeah. Male. <laughs> aluminium male. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, great. So that, that, okay. That sounds good. So the heist itself. Professor unconventional. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, anyone else you want to come up with? That's all right. I all think right. we've had enough fun there. <laughs> uh, so the heist itself, uh, big underground vault, lots of traps. Eagle ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done now. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So the vault is, 
underground, I assume. Uh, should we have it buried under like some kind of notable landmark as well? Uh, yeah, Toronto's we'll most take- famous landmark. <laughs> Which, when we find out what it is, when we find out what it, it will is, be under that. It will be under that one, exactly. <laughs> like National Treasure style. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I hope that Toronto has some kind of, like, Mount Rushmore-esque uh, blend of, like, a natural monument uh, with someone who's carved something into that natural monument. Exactly, or, uh, like, a world-renowned tower yep, or some big, great. Yep. big park. I'm sure yep. I'm sure Toronto has at least yep. one of those things. Or we'll just take one of New York's and rebrand it. Yeah. That's so not the Empire State Building anymore. It's not the Statue of Liberty, but it's whatever whatever Toronto's. <laughs> it's Statue of, hey, just be personal with everyone, right? <laughs> the Statue of Apologies. Um, yeah. Yeah, perfect. That's what we'll do. And, like, no one will know. No, it's, no one goes to Toronto no anyway. One, yeah. So like, they'll be like, "Oh, really? They've got yeah, the, like the people in got- Toronto was like, I didn't even know that was here." That's- <laughs> Can you imagine like they start up those you know those tour groups that do like tours of like movie locations yeah. and stuff, and they start up one for Toronto, and they're just like, "We can't find any of this stuff." <laughs> Never mind that like every other production has been in Toronto and used it to sub in for another another country or another state. Uh, anyway. Uh, anything in the, like, any sort of notable scenes in the heist itself that we want to sort of... Because I like, like, there's a few... The powers that we've chosen. So we've got, like, Michael Caine, Grasshopper Man, able to leap slightly tall buildings yeah. in one go. Uh, Judy Dench is sort of taken care of because she's doing the distraction part. Uh, what's Old Man... Uh, uh, he, he's definitely going to beat down that vault door with his sledgehammer. Yep. I like that. So Robert he, he, he whacks it once. Like, really, we only need to come up with the good scenes from the trailer. Yeah. And he, he hits the vault door and it dents it. And he's yep. like, yeah, a few years ago, that would have been, you know, down in one or whatever. That's right, yeah. It's, it it's again. like that it's just like, horrible line from the fourth Indiana Jones film where he, like, swings and misses and it's like damn i thought that was closer or something yeah yeah there'll be one of those moments like ah oh, back in the old days i could yeah. knock that down in one hit um what about i mean what about donald glover's character because he's kind of useless as a like healing man Maybe, but he's he's i think he's also completely arrogant as well because yep. he was like an egyptian prince and he kind of still lives that hedonistic <laughs> lifestyle yep and he just doesn't really care too much about it yep until like he learns to care somehow oh I, okay yeah. so yeah he has like one of the oh okay so and so like to, he, he will probably end up like you know how there's always laser beams that protect something yep he definitely like walks through the laser beams and they slice him into pieces yeah and then he, as he goes back onto the other side he, he's all these slices sort of reform yep. back into himself again yep i think he's able to get through it that there's way a, there's a scene in like the third x-men film where i think wolverine's going up against phoenix phoenix and she's yeah and she's like burning him and he's like burning but then healing, healing at the, at the same, same time. time i think we do that but with late like with the lasers la- the laser cutting from uh, resident evil <laughs> yes so he's being yes. S- like literally sliced into bits See, but they're just like reforming the, the, the thing that always pisses me off about like the like if you look at entrapment which started yeah. the sort of laser heist yep uh, she spends months and months and months and months like <laughs> learning learning, yeah. learning it and getting over it and they're stationary laser beams and then in everything else it's just like even in Ocean's 12 yeah. it's just like I'm just going to do crazy parkour style flips <laughs> through like you can't do it yeah. you would get you would get yeah. sliced and this one's like no this is like such an intricate Straight pattern through, yeah. that is no way we can get through without yeah. getting sliced by the laser beams yeah. and, then, and it's, then it's like I think it needs to be like fly screen mesh exactly like tight 
it's, so, it's, like, it's like it's like why why wouldn't we do it that way <laughs> we, it's not like laser beams cost us a whole bunch of money why yeah. would we leave gaps that are big enough for people to get through that seems a little bit stupid i mean they could do the laser walls i okay, phantom menace is coming up a lot this episode but like the <laughs> laser film, the, film. Yeah, it's such a great film uh the laser walls in the sort of the end of that film like it's just a whole sheet exactly it's like glass but made out of laser but, which but, somehow deactivate anyway there, there is a convenient timing that if you if you time it right you can get through for some reason yeah but Why like not? this our villain has like he's clocked onto it he's, he's seen, exactly he's seen entrapment he's seen oceans 12 he's seen resident evil and he's seen phantom menace he's like right that's it i'm doing the laser grid to end all laser grids and instead of it being just like a flat sheet it's just a huge block yeah it's just like the entire hall is laser and it's like deadly the, 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 like, the grids are literally like yeah. a centimetre apart. So yeah. like a bit, if you're a fly, you <laughs> might be able to get maybe, through it. Maybe, maybe. No, I think even with it being a fly, they all just slightly move as well. Yeah. So like, it's like- He's going to like, Donald Glover is going to- like, He's going to turn himself into a yeah, mincemeat. He's <laughs> a pasta. <laughs> yeah. Like like those you know, the Play-Doh things where you put the Play-Doh in the top and you squeeze yeah. it and it yeah. just squeezes noodles out. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to him. This will be the most expensive shot in the film because what's going to happen, he's going to walk through it, he's going to collapse into mince. As he's reforming and crawling his way through, this like goo-like substance yeah. sort of like- very reminiscent of, of Terminator 2. Yeah, a little Day. bit, but yeah. like bits of his face. It's going to be much bloodier. Like Terminator yeah. 2 is just it's, it's just metal. This just is metal. This is, this that, is meat. This is meat. Exactly. Flesh, blood. Blood on the yeah. floor. And bits just like of bone. bits of him reforming, and then they're instantly being crushed by the lasers. But you can see that it's sort of like sloppily making its way forward. <laughs> you see like bits of his face start forming before it's then wiped out by the laser again. And then he gets through to the other side, and then he just sort of like that. That is that is definitely the shot that's going to be parodied in films. Yeah, you know, you know like that that shot in the Matrix where yes. he's like, um, you know, bending over backwards to avoid the bullets. Yeah, and then every comedy film yes. for the next ten years yeah. had to do that same shot. Yeah, this is our shot. This, this, is our this shot, shot yeah. is going to be so iconic <laughs> that every film for the next ten years yes. is going to parody yeah. the the mincemeat I, I reforming. I there. can't wait till the Sucker Brothers make <laughs> Scary Movie Ten, and it will exactly. be in there. Uh, all right, great. So, and then yeah, he gets on the other side, and then Samuel L. Jackson's voice just comes out and says, "I don't know something about motherfuckers." Something, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need to come up with a name for this film. We do. Um, by the way, does do, do they succeed? Is this going to be a successful heist? Or I think so. Yeah. I mean, I would like. We've done too many twists where they yep. fail at the end. I think this is a heist film we want to see. Yeah, them it's succeed. a good happy ending, but it'll be a twist ending which we will come up with in a script meeting at some point. Sure. Other like yeah, Ocean's and then we'll just star. undo all of our good work in, yeah, in, in Ocean Twelve, <laughs> the second one. Um, all right, so what are we going to call this? Uh, all right, so is it a number thing like Fantastic Four and Ocean's Twelve? Do we do we want a number in there? There's, I mean, look, I think it needs to be something that uh, three frontiers. So they all have numbers in them. They do have all. They yeah. Well, I think we need something that sort of uh, says that it's a group of people as well, like a squad oh, yeah. or a a collective or a, uh, and the fact that they're all old. Yeah, like geriatric squad or something. Um, Geriatric Squad Seven. Uh, <laughs> it's not even it's not even seven of them left. No, I'm just you know trying to make it. the seven is the coolest number. I think everyone agrees. Yeah, not which... a, I was about to say no other number has a V in it. Like five does. Five <laughs> definitely has a V in it. But seven's cooler. Yeah, I think eight has a V in it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh wait, are we talking about not Roman numerals? No, Never no, mind. No, just, Never mind. Just English spelling. <laughs> Um, I think like there's a there's something to be said about back in action as well. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and, and retirees as well. Also, you know what? They could have a, like, old-timey 40s name as well. Exactly. Like So, like, you know how there was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I like that. Even the there's a, a podcast, which is the Thrilling Adventure Hour. I yeah. Think, I think it's got that, that like, the League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen is a... Is a, is a a good starting off point for yeah. it, I think. And obviously they've got the league in there, which is your collective. Yep. What's our, what how, is our how collective many, There's word? four of them, right? Yeah. The stupendous quattro. Quattro. I don't, quattro. The stupendous quartet. Again, it just sounds too musical. It does, actually. It sounds like they just started <laughs> which, a barbershop. Which one plays viola? Barbershop band. <laughs> uh, boom, boom, saving <laughs> the world. Um, uh, so I, I think we could, you know Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow? Yeah. Ha- has the, it used to be, um, Captain, Captain Courageous and the yep. something company. Like it mm. could be, could be something along those lines. I like that. Captain Courageous. I, I think the- Captain Courageous is like, uh, like a Hanna Barbera style. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but something along those lines. Like, uh, what, what, what's what's Robert Redford's Captain? Uh, Captain. Uh, <laughs> is he Captain Hammer? That just sounds stupid. That does sound very stupid. Captain. Because I think his first name is definitely Sledge. <laughs> his, his last name can't be Hammer if his first name's Sledge. Look, I think, I think Sledge Sledge Driver. Cap- Sledge Driver. Yeah, I think his name's Sledge Driver. Sounds like a porn name. <laughs> it was all more innocent in the thirties, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. So his name is Sledge Hammer. No, no. I think I think we'll go with Sledge Driver. Sledge Driver. So what Sledge? No, no, Sledge Cap- Captain, Captain Driver and the Courageous and the company. Courageous Company. I like that. That sounds good. What All do you right. think? Yeah, Captain Ca- Captain Driver and the Courageous Company. Yeah, that sounds great. I wish it was all C's though, for alliteration. But I think we can't we can't change Sledge can't Driver's change name. Sledge Driver, he's a no. beloved comic book character of the nineteen twenties. <laughs> All right, I think it, I think that's a wrap. I think you're right on Captain Driver and the Courageous Company. Nice. All right, housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and Mufuzawudada, the database of films that we've created on this podcast. Have a search on Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues as to the trailers we've watched in upcoming episodes. You know what I just realized? Vox Lux does not emoji. Nope. Does not translate. Nope. Does not anagram. Nope. <laughs> Thank you. What? <laughs> it does sort of translate. I think Vox Lux voice light. So no, you know what you should do? Just put the title Vox Lux there. <laughs> that, no one like, will know. What, what kind of weird foreign language have they translated it from? <laughs> no worries. And no one will know. Uh, Brightburn Triple Frontier. Maybe but they all work. They all kind Bright, of. Brightburn is a light bulb and a fire, and Triple Frontier. I'm sure anagrams into firefighter or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Fair enough. Uh, if you like podcasts. And currently aren't listening to Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not sure people would have got this far into it if they don't <laughs> like podcasts. If you haven't found Movie Film Studios yet, have a search for your favourite podcast provider for it because we are on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't know what the difference is between the two of them. I'm pretty sure they're the same thing. Uh, Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, Podbean, and pretty much any other you place that you can even listen on moviefilmstudios.net. Uh, as I mentioned last time, yes. and Ned is better because it catches more people. Int- so go there and, and get caught up in our uh, database of yep. awesome films. That's right. Uh, we yeah, and we post the trailers on there too, so it's super convenient. Yeah, like if you want to watch the trailers for and- Brightburn, even though we spoiled it, and told you about a quarter, of, three quarters of the way through it, he turns into an evil person. Exactly. Which yeah, watch it anyway. It looks yeah. pretty good. It's anyway. pretty scary. Yeah, go see that. And I think 
that's it. All that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.